Hi, my name's Amy from Game Dev London, and today I'm joined here with Eden from Future Lab. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Eden. Hiya, um, I'm Eden. I'm currently working as an assistant producer on uh, Power Wash Simulator. Um, we released just recently, um, and before that, I was doing QA at Frontier Developments. I've been in the games industry for just over two years now. Oh, wow. Cool. So um, today I just wanted to chat to you about production in the games industry and what it's like and how you found it, really. Um, but before we chat about production, I want to know a little bit more about yourself. So what's your favourite game right now? Oh, um, I know I just said that uh, <laughs> I worked in Frontier Development, so I've been playing a lot of Planet Zoo recently, actually. Planet Zoo? Yeah, it's one of those games where you can just kind of almost just let it do its own thing and then yeah. relax while it's going. And I like to um, set the, the camera on one of the animals. Yeah, and it's kind of like The Sims, but with animals. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Why Why is it your favourite game then? Is it one you can sort of kick back and relax? or? Um, I mean, I'd say favourite game. It's the one that I'm playing the most of right now. My favourite game always changes, but it's, it's just the kind of thing at the moment. I okay. can just put it on and I can like, do something else if I need to, or it's just it's nice to have it on in the background, kind of. Yeah, definitely. Um, is it sort of, do you find yourself playing loads of games like Planet Zoo, or is there a particular genre you're always drawn to? Um, generally, my two main genres that I, I always find myself playing completely by accident um, are RPGs and like strategy games and base building and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love strategy games as well. Um, that, that's really cool. Like, imagine if you could um, tie strategy in with Planet Sue and mm. make a strategy Sue game. Yeah. That would be awesome. The best zoo, the best animals. Yeah. So, um, what about your favourite retro games? So, sort of post nineties. Do you have mm. one of those? Um. Yeah, I don't play a huge amount of retro games. I do like older games. Um, I'm I'm not fussed about like janky games, but things mm. like um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Oh, okay. I wouldn't say that's retro, but um, I, I know a few people who refuse to play it because it's too old. Um, oh. I'm, I, I don't mind older games, but I, I don't go that far back. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so what about, because you're a producer, you must know about some game dev books that helped you on your journey to become a producer. Do you have any suggestions and recommendations for production game dev books or if it's not production that's fine as well maybe you've read a QA book that you really like is there something like that um I've read a couple of production books and um, some of them are um, production in games is very different to production in other fields so some mm. of them are very you know, like um, agile or like software oriented which are good at introducing the concept of production but then there's a lot of stuff in it that is just completely different from how it is in games. I quite like um, the game production toolbox by, I think it's by Heather Maxwell Chandler. Okay. Um, because it's just a good like games introduction and it really gives you a good lowdown of 
not just production, but also this is how things work in the games industry, and these are the other roles that you'll be working alongside. And um, it's quite good at an all-round introduction to game development as a whole. Okay, so would you recommend that to someone who's maybe not sure about whether they want to become a producer or not, or would you recommend that to someone who's pretty sure they want to do production? I think anyone who wants to know more about what production is like, because I think yeah. production is quite nebulous. I mean, mm. at least when I first started getting into the games industry, I wasn't really sure what production is. I was just like, that's just, everyone's producing a game when they're working on it. It's, everyone's creating it, but it is a good way of like, putting everything on the table and saying, this is actually what you do. Yeah. Okay. So it's sort of breaking it apart a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll put that book in the description of the video if anyone wanted to check it out. Um, so what's your top tip, tip what's your top tip for new developers and producers? Um, probably don't be afraid to ask questions. It's Definitely. a very generic one, um, but I've heard it so many times and it is really true. It's just everyone's going to make mistakes, even like the the senior higher ups are going to not know things sometimes and being unafraid to be new and inexperienced and say to people like, even to higher up people or whatever, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on here. I can give you all of the information that I have. Uh, can you help me fill in the blanks? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, how about tips for people who are from different uh, pathways wanting to weave into production? Um, I would say that production is obviously a lot of managing. Yes. Um, and there's, there's a lot of like people skills involved, people which skills. you don't tend to get in other disciplines as much um, definitely if you are like on that kind of level where you're managing other people in mm. your discipline like you're a lead programmer or whatever um and even if it's not like an official thing if you're not officially the lead but you are the kind of person that people feel like they can approach and say oh i'm, I'm not sure how to do this thing can i have your help with that um yeah. i think that's a really good start and as well outside of your work, there are other things that you can do to um, create that like sense of approachability and like helping other people out. Like you can um, find something that you enjoy doing and, and start running it or help run game jams and stuff. Oh yeah, game jams. That's a really th good thing to mention because um, I've talked to some of my friends about game jams who didn't know too much about the concept and they just thought, oh, it's just programmers and just artists who are making games. But people don't actually speak about producers doing game jams and marketers um, making um, nice descriptions and marketing things. Sorry, I don't know much about marketing. <laughs> but the other roles which can be done in game jams no one talks about them. So have you done any game jams as a producer? Yeah, most of the game jams I've done, um, it's obviously quite a small team and you do have to wear a bunch of different hats yeah. in such a short amount of time. Um, but the production element really does help, especially for game jams, because I, 
I mean, when it, in any project, you find that you're building up from the base and you're like, wow, this is so exciting. What if we also did this and that and the other? And um, it's really good to have that element of, let's just pull the whole thing back a little bit, especially in a game jam, um, and to decide what do we need to have by the end of this, like 48 hours or this week or whatever, um, and have that like minimum viable product. And like, production is really um, good to like, understand that and understand what you need to have okay yeah i think it would be really useful to have a producer on some of the game jams i do because it's a complete mess <laughs> uh, we have um tasks dotted around everywhere on a myra board and no one knows what they're doing so i think a producer would really be good for game jams so if anyone out there wants to be a producer just hop on the game jam train join a team and try out production um, if you're interested. Absolutely. So um, another thing that I think some people who are newer to the games industry don't really understand is the difference between a game designer and a producer because um, they kind of, they may think they, they're the same thing. So what would you say to people who think, um, who think that essentially? Um, it's a whole other world it's worlds apart and um, designers are um I, I tend to describe them to people who don't know games as like the directors of mm. games they decide what the player is going to experience and then the producer just does pretty much anything else they get other disciplines to communicate with each other and say okay well um, art needs this and I need to let the programmers and the designers know and the design has this problem with that so I need to let the programmers know about that, getting everyone together and getting them all to talk about what they need. And then on like a higher level you have other things like um, a lot of like dealing with publishers and stuff. Um, if you're working with consoles there's loads of certification you need to um, have a lot of communication between development and um, the console, um, the first party console uh, company. Um, and as well, uh, like the QA is a, is a huge thing because um, you get to a point, we, we've just released and you get to a point just before release where basically all of development is testing, fixing, testing, fixing. Yeah. Um, and so that's become a, a really big part of my job recently is, is making sure that the things that need to be fixed are being fixed and the mm. things that don't need to be fixed we'll look at them later and just prioritizing everything yeah so um that actually now that you describe it that sounds like really stress stressful coming to release um what is it like day to day on a sort of non-release week versus a release week what's the difference is then um, it's very difficult to say, uh, what, what do you do day to day? I, when I actually started at Future Lab, I was told, um, never plan for your whole day. Yeah. Plan for about half of the day because a new thing will always come up. Um, and it is always a, a different thing each day. Sometimes, like I say, it's dealing with first party consoles. Sometimes it's, um, giving publishers the information they need sometimes it's just oh well, no one needs anything from me today so i'm going to clean up the bug database or whatever um on a release week there tends to be a lot more 
I mean, it, it's it swings and roundabouts because you you get to a point where everything's kind of settled and you know in advance this is the version of the game that's going out. But then you also have oh we need to do this thing and get it out as soon as the game's released, like as soon as we can. Um, so yeah, there is like that element. It's like a safety net almost. You've got this yeah. kind of like maybe you can relax a little bit, but not too much because there's still lots to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how about um, on Power Wash Simulator? Can you tell us a bit about the different production tools which are used if you're able to because I know um, some teams smaller teams might use something like Miro um, teams with a bigger repository with all these different people might use something um, a bit more adaptable like uh, Azure DevOps um, there are loads of different tools out there so what tools do you recommend people look into for different instances um, person, so we use Jira a lot and Jira, yeah. covers um, us almost completely. Mm. We were using Handsoft. Okay, I've um, not heard of that one. It, it's basically a, a bug and task management database. Yeah. Um, it looks very complex, but it's actually really simple. It's one yeah. of those things that looks more complicated than it needs to be. I think that's a lot of those production tools. They mm. look complicated. When you look at a Jiratech, you're like, what is this? <laughs> and then you break it down and you're like, oh, this is really useful, actually. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, oh. you've frozen a bit there, but I think you're back. Um, I think, yeah, you're back now. Um, what about other tools you recommend? Um, um, I mean, we have just used Handsoft and Jira. I'm just mm. think what other use. Um, so as a, a lot of like. Sorry, so Eden, you're actually name. breaking up a lot. Um, I don't have any feedback from you. Um, let's let's just wait a second. Uh, internet, maybe. It might be mine. My internet's not always the best. Mine cuts out quite often. Um, is it right now? Your lips were moving. You weren't saying anything. And then I got the audio through. So it was right. out of sync and it was really weird. Right, right. I'm getting you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we're better now. Okay. Let's okay. sort of continue on the um, part about production tools. Um, yeah. Any other production tools you recommend? Yeah, so um, as like an assistant producer, I haven't done a lot of the higher level setup. Um, so the tools that we have used sometimes it's just kind of like there's a web server. Um, so the things that I have most experience in are Jira and Handsoft and, and setting okay. stuff up there. Okay, um, so what sort of, um, so say a smaller team's getting together for a university project, they're a team of let's say five and they, Jira looks massive to them. So is there um, other ways you think they could approach 
production for this project, task management, um, do you think it's a good idea to start off with a whiteboard and pen? Or do you think it's good to get straight into making tickets on a fancy website? Um, I think for, like, if you're doing a game jam project or like a, a week-long project, don't mm -hmm. waste a couple of days figuring out Jira. I would definitely yeah. recommend doing it in your own time, though. It is it is really simple to use once you get the hang of it. But um, if, if you're sitting down and, you know, you've got X amount of time to make a game, um, I would say just, I mean, as simple as just post-it notes. Um, post-it notes? Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people say post-it notes as well. Um, I remember doing a game jam once where um, I was just sticking post-it notes on the wall and I was like, the further to the right it is, the higher priority it is. Um, oh nice! And um, the further up it is, the more time it will take, or something like that. Um, so it's sort of like a graph of post-it notes. Yeah, and just it just creating like that little system that you understand. As long as, I mean, it doesn't even have to be post-it notes. It could be a whiteboard, like you say. As long as you and your team understand what's happening and you know this one is the most important thing, um, then it. That's great, it works. All production is basically just learning to communicate and making sure that people understand what needs to be done. Definitely. Um, you don't need fancy tools to do that. You just yeah. need to have a good system in place. Yeah. Um, how about we chat a bit about scope? Because I know scope is an issue for every game. There's usually too big of a scope, too small of a scope. So what was Power Wash Simulator like on that behalf? Um, I know that um, the scope, I mean, every game, the scope does have to get cut down um, quite a bit. I, I mean, I find it quite difficult to cut down the scope. I have to fight my creative brain with my production brain a lot of the time and, and say, but this would be really nice, but you can't do it. Um, I think it's definitely better to cut early and cut yeah. more. Um, and it, you hear that and you always think, yeah, of course it is, but then it gets down to it. You're like, but I really don't want to cut this thing. It, it, it's just got to go. you just got to be really harsh with yourself. Yeah. Okay. It, it does take a lot of discipline. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can imagine, like, you have a really cool feature, but you're like, oh, it does we don't have time for it. Um, mm. So have you had anything um, happen like that for um okay that's not a good question i've already technically asked that question um how about communication then so you say production is a lot of people skills so how would you um what sort of things would you recommend because you've recommended before um game jams and trying out different ways to build your people skills um how about say there's a student at university who wants to be a producer um what sort of things i can't think of any questions at the moment <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, but if, if i was trying to encourage someone to um, build up their people skills yeah people skills <laughs> um so, so if you're at university i mean there's hundreds of things that you can do that are going on at university anyway. Um, joining 
some kind of society or club is always really good. Um, and if you can like get on, onto the committee or the the running of that society, um, that's always a really really good start. Um, yeah, it's a very low stakes way of mm-hmm. saying like I'm going to manage this thing and I'm going to communicate with these people and put the pieces together. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, you know, though, if you don't want to get involved in a society, if nothing is that interesting to you, um, you can find part-time work as well. I found that was Definitely. quite useful. Um, just because you all those little interactions that you have with people that you're probably never going to see again, it does just add up into um, people skills. <laughs> yeah, in a way, I kind of feel like um, you could build those people skills through um, like you said, part-time jobs in retail, for example, because you're always talking mm-hmm. to people in retail. Um, I feel like retail would really help. What do you think about that then? Do you think that's also... Yeah, I think, I think so. I think as well, you have to deal with quite a lot of um, hard-headed people in retail. Mm. Um, and so it's good exercise in, in not just getting um, with people professionally but also if, if you need to like hold yourself back and giving yourself a second to think how am I going to deal with this person in a, a professional manner um, I I worked at a night um, while I was at university and so you get a lot of people um, coming in and I thought that was also quite a good way of, of that because if that's kind of retail and hard mode at that point yeah yeah um so how about scenarios within work that are either funny or frustrating about production that you can tell us about well frustrating i don't know i personally very much future lab and there's a lot of um frustrating scenarios that happen um i think it's a, a great company to work for um i'm sure there have been days where i've just been like ah, i can't deal with this but it's usually things that it's not it's not really anyone's fault necessarily yeah. just things kind of align um in a, in a really poor way mm. um, but yeah it, it's i mean every day is different when definitely yeah production so to come up with one example is a bit um i'm not sure what the word is but like there, there is just so much happening constantly it's quite difficult to like pin down one thing um okay um so how about well good scenarios let's talk about the positives um anything you've really loved doing whilst working at future lab um so i really like it when I'm, I'm sure, that, I mean, this is the same across all, all um, of game development, but having a new feature going out or being implemented is genuinely just one of the best feelings of working in games. Um, we introduced multiplayer to Power last year. Yeah. Um, and we were, we were testing it uh, internally, and um, we have like the, the time lapses when you finish the level, mm. um, of the level being cleaned, and um, to watch everyone's little character models running around cleaning it 
Um, that was quite possibly my favorite moment of, of working on Power Wash Simulator. Oh, that sounds so sweet. Like finally implementing multiplayer and seeing it in action. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, what about how has COVID affected your role? Um, have you found yourself liking um, working from home or in the studio? What's your preference? So I actually joined the games industry during COVID yeah. in, in within the last two years. Yeah, so I had never worked in an office before COVID. So I mm. started working from home and to me that was the normal. Um, and I got the opportunity to go work in the office when um, I started at Future Lab. And so um, it's really helped with my like personal productivity. Yeah. Um, there are obviously days where I'd rather just like, oh, I just want to wake up at 8.55 and, and start um, rolling up. Um, it's helped me a lot, um, like, professionally and, and helped me productive. Um, and it's given me a lot more energy, I think, as well, at the end of the day. To work in person. Yeah. And it, it's nice as well to see um, your co-workers in the office and like sit down and have lunch with them and you don't really get to um, like build up a relationship with people online mm. I found um, or it, it's it's quite difficult at least you don't just kind of have a conversation in passing. Yeah yeah um, um, so have you found any difference to how you use production tools in person versus at home because I imagine at home it's you're using um, Jira, as you mentioned, um, pretty much all the time to plan out things. But have you found it different in person? Have you found yourself writing more things down in meetings and planning things differently and then eventually making them into tickets at the end of the day? Or what's it been like uh, job wise? Um, I think, I mean, my most important tool when I'm working in the office uh, is just speaking to people. Mm. Um, so we're currently a, a remote first studio, but we do yeah. have an office. So there are a couple of people in there. Um, and I remember one time there was this big bug, or I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like a, a bug or a crash of some description. Um, and the, it was just me and two programmers in the office. And we're all kind of just sitting down with our heads together going, what is this? How can we fix it? How can we narrow it down? And it was definitely the most efficient uh, bug catch that we've, or I've ever had. Mm. Um, it took about half an hour, if that, to narrow down what was causing it. Yeah, and it would have taken longer if you were at home. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, how about any achievements? that you're really proud about um, being a producer or this could be when you were QA? Um, I'm quite proud of a, a lot of, just like overall, the position that I've found. i impressed with myself thinking about when I was at university, everyone wanted to get into the games industry and then looking back and thinking about um, the, the other people who I was at university with and 
Um, I'm pretty impressed with where I've come since then. Um, but on a, a specific level as well, I'm quite impressed with um, how I've personally like adapted to what needs to be done. So if um, I'm told to do localization on the project, for example, um, it, it's like a, a week or two. It's always a week or two of just absolutely scrambling. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, what's going on. Um, but then I, I noticed that I'm learning because I'm not yeah. struggling as much. Yeah, that's that's really good. Just putting yourself in the deep end to learn new things. Mm. Um, how about, well, what about your future journey? What would you like to do? Would you like to go on to be from a, uh, assistant producer to full-time producer? Well, full producer, not full-time. Yeah. It's, that's a tricky one. I So I, I started games design at uni, thinking I was going to be a designer, and then I kind of discovered production and realised that I actually found it quite fun, um, which not a lot of people do. Um, but I, I enjoyed it, and I found that I was quite good at it. Um, and I always thought, like, I'll probably go into production and then move into design later in life. But honestly, I'm looking at um, people working in design now, I think that production is, for me at least, where it's at. Um, yeah. And the, I can always, like, stretch my creative muscles at home, like, with game jams and stuff, or just work on personal projects. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm, I do think production is a, a good um, way to like keep you up that creative energy for yourself yeah, yeah you still get to work in games so it's great <laughs> oh I love that I love how you mentioned um you do production and then if you want to do a bit of design you do game jams um that's a really good way that you could do both um mm. so yeah I I like that so um what about um let's see Oh, do you have any questions um, or things you wanted to mention about production itself? Um, uh, overall things. I, I lost you for a second now. What was that, sorry? Yeah. I was just asking, is there any overall things you want to mention about production or um, any inspirations you have in production or, um, I don't know, anything? Um. It's quite daunting when you first think about it because it's a very like soft skilled thing. Yeah. And I feel like with programming you kind of have this idea of where you are on the scale of mm, Whereas with production it it's very um like, oh I'm not sure if I'm a great producer or if I'm just terrible and there's not really any way of knowing that until you try until you get like stuck in and mm -hmm. it's it's not the kind of thing that you're just naturally good at or naturally terrible at as well it, it is the kind of thing that you can learn um even if it doesn't feel like it because you know you can pick up a book and that will tell you how production works but um you, it doesn't give you the skills that you need to yeah you need to practice them over time yeah exactly okay I think that's a really good place to finish things off. Um, so that has been production in the games industry with Eden from Future Lab. Um, would you like to say any parting words? Um, production's great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs>
Love that. All right. Well, thank you for joining us uh, in at the. Thank you for joining us in Game Dev London. Um, I hope to see you soon, and goodbye. Bye.